2: Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl, Amy here today with Larry Levine.
0: What's going on, Larry? Uh, another day here at Selling from the Heart. It's great to see you. This it's is going to be a well. terrific. This is going to be a terrific podcast. I can I- already tell we're going to have a terrific time.
2: Yeah, this issue of empathy that we're going to talk about today is spot on in the direction of this conversation is fresh, relevant, and uh, you're, you're going to be excited <laughs> about this. I'm, I'm so excited about a lot of different things. And one of the things that, uh, that has been really, really awesome, Larry, we've been chatting about it here for the last couple of weeks, is just the feedback we're getting from the new masterclass uh, on, you know, I, I'm just grateful you took the time to take us all on a deeper dive, a journey into bringing the concept of selling from the heart, the book to life. And uh, so now being able to get your hands on the masterclass is just fantastic.
0: Larry, I'm I'm really grateful you put this together. Yeah, it's just... uh... I'm just a big believer selling from the heart it's a lifestyle and i'm going to give you a i'm going to take you on a journey and a window into who you are to help you become that authentic genuine sales professional it's going to help you grow your client relationships it's going to help you sell more and watch what happens it's 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 cool it's a cool little journey in the masterclass it is i think it's
2: great and i love the way every week you know every every chapter You're challenging people to go deeper and to take what's in the book and actually not just have it be shelfware, but actually turn it into something that's going to really help uh, continue that journey of transformation. If that sounds like something that'd be really helpful to you, and if you're in sales, I know it will go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash masterclass, sellingfromtheheart.net slash masterclass uh, to learn more and get some access and get started uh, on this journey uh, Larry, this is quite a journey, and um, it's been a journey over the last few years. One of the things that's happened is, um, all of a sudden, here we are uh, now in, as this is being recorded in the spring of 2022. We're facing some unprecedented challenges right now, and a very interesting um, situation has unfolded over the last, uh, you know, recent recent uh, m- months, and really over the last couple of years, and. Uh, That is, you know, we're all in sales dealing with supply chain challenges, problems, opportunities, (laughs) hassles, uh, insert whatever, uh, whatever description word you want there. And I'm excited about the guests we have today. Um, You know, as you get ready to introduce them, I think this is going to be a very interesting and practical twist on on what we're finding
0: out there right now. Yeah, no, there, there's so there's so much that I love is you bring Adam on. There's so much that I just love about Adam Peak. He's just a great guy. He's such a kindred spirit of selling from the heart. Our paths crossed actually out in that social highway. We have some mutual friends that are near and dear to us that I reached out to Adam and said, hey, we just have to have a conversation. But what I like about our conversation is this is going to be real world this is applicable. This is coming through the lens of somebody who's out there right now dealing with supply chain issues. I love this conversation that we're going to have. Adam Peak, welcome to Selling from the Heart podcast.
1: Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Daryl. Um, uh, it's it's exciting to be on the other side of this, and I, <laughs> I will say uh, you guys have a significantly uh better uh, produced podcast. I'm just, I'm just like, wow, there's a video to start this thing. <laughs> natural. This is awesome.
2: <laughs> This is top shelf because we have guests like Adam Peak on wow, the podcast. Man. We want to make sure everything is lined out. And, uh, you know, but Adam, as we get started this conversation, welcome. We're really glad you're here. But you know the question that every guest on this self- from the heart podcast answers, and that is, what does it mean to you, Adam Peak, to sell from the heart?
1: Yeah, so uh, first of all, you know, thanks for having me on. Uh, I I have a, I wasn't planning on doing the interview from my my podcast closet, my (laughs) podcast background, but we're having some technical difficulties. You look fantastic. Looks great. No, thank you. But I have this quote that's behind me that would have been perfect. um, That a friend of mine, her name is Andrea Hardiman, and she uh, she made this. uh, It's it's a piece of art with the silhouette of Lauryn Hill, and it's my favorite, one of my favorite hip hop quotes of all time. It says how are you going to win if you ain't right within and it's from mm. the Miseducation education of lauren hill which is a phenomenal album and and so when you talk about selling from the heart i i have that quote you know, it's it's been part of my life for a long time this album came out when i was geez, in high school i guess so i've 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 often thought like you can't you can't go out into the world and 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 especially in sales go out and and try to get new business and do, you know, do all the prospecting and follow all the techniques and everything like that. If inside you are, you are really, you know, struggling, you're really suffering, you can fake it for a little while, but eventually it's just going to beat you up. So having that, that resolve internally that like who I am is not defined by what I sell. It's not defined by if I hit my budget or not. Um, that, that I I believe even Sandler talks about the, this, uh, like IR theory. Like, uh, when, uh, when I went through some Sandler training, they had asked me once, if you're on a desert Island and you don't have any of your identity, if you don't have your, you know, your wife or your, uh, your kids or your sports or whatever it is on a scale of one to 10, which, what are you? And I was the only one in the class who was like, I'm a 10. And everyone was like, Oh, I don't know if I could be that way. Because for my whole life I had worked on not in sales, just through actually pastoral ministry, worked on like. Hey, I got to be content with who I am and who I was made to be, and that how that comes out. Whether I'm a pastor, whether I'm a podcast host, whether I'm on TikTok, or I'm selling packaging, like it's got to come from a place of authenticity, or else I'm going to forget. Oh, I was this person on this platform. I was this person over here. I was this person on this podcast. Um, it it makes I don't have to remember like who I faked being. In mm-hmm. all these different platforms or in front of these different customers, I just get to be who I am. And that's a really freeing place for me to be. So that's what it means for me to sell from the heart. Oh, th-
0: this is so good. Just real quick, you got to repeat that quote again, just please for our listeners, because I think it was, it's, I love it. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. One so more time.
1: It's, it's from Lauren Hill. It's from the song, uh, Do Wop That Thing. And it's, uh, How are you going to win if you ain't right within? And she repeats it, How are you going to win if you ain't right within? It's, <laughs> it, it's a great, it's a great song. And and this is why I just I
0: wanted you repeat it for a couple of reasons because I'm just a big huge believer, as is Daryl, as with our selling from the heart listeners, that the inner journey, the inner journey to your heart is tough. It is one of the toughest things you will do, but I promise you this the rewards are exponential if you're willing to go down that road. And I know you've been down that road, Adam.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's tough too, because you know, without getting too too into the philosophy rabbit hole, but um, one, of the, one of the things, if we're not careful, that lies to us the most is actually ourselves. And so we have to be careful on that journey, that that journey is not just an isolated time of self-absorption, because oftentimes we will lie. We, we will tell ourselves lies about who we really are. And, and so pulling in people that you trust and, and inviting them in on that journey is, is really, really critical. Wow! Uh,
2: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and this is, you know, uh, you've the the hard work is the hard work, and you've got to do, uh, you've got to do the hard work. We, we, I mean, every every salesperson at some point in their career has justified their existence by saying people buy from people, and the core core of a person is the heart. We've got to do that work. And one of the things that's coming out right now, and this is this is where we want to go today with this conversation. One of the things that, that you see coming out right now is uh, a big issue in the world, and I'm going to let you set it up because you set it up so well, but it's a massive heart issue. So, Adam, I'm curious, when you look at the world, especially the world that you're in with this unique view of being a sales leader in the packaging industry, talk to us about what you see as being one of the largest issues in sales right now.
1: Yeah. So the, the packaging industry, for those of you who are, we were joking before the call that you're, you guys, you're, the listeners of this podcast We're just like, we need more packaging. Games. So like, finally, we'll go get them. Finally, because, yeah, finally, we've
2: heard your cries. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Derek
2: Naver,
0: are you listening?
1: Yeah, Derek. Derek, <laughs> shout out to Derek. Everyone go check out uh, the packaging show uh, on, on your podcast. They were standing
2: listening. outside the studio with pitchforks and torches.
1: I saying, know, if you don't awesome. get a packaging <laughs> guest on here. Jeez, we're so angry. Uh, <laughs> but the packaging industry is massive. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll kind of just set it up with this a little bit. And then we'll get into what's going on right now. But it's nearly a $1 trillion global industry. Um, and, and, and everywhere. So if you look around you, wherever you're listening to this, if you're in a car or on your phone or at your computer or whatever, if you look around you, I can guarantee you every single thing that exists in your room has, has interacted with packaging on some level. Hmm. Either it was shipped, it was, it was put in a box. It has a label on it. It's got, it had edge protectors. It went on a pallet. I mean, all of this is the packaging industry, but the kicker is that all of that packaging in order to be produced like that bottle and that cap, that all came in packaging. And then the packaging that had the packaging also needed packaging to get to the plate. It's like this weird inception uh, for packaging. And it's, it, so it's this huge industry that people don't really give much mind to um, unless they're like, Oh, my Apple box is so beautiful. And I'm like, well, I've been to the facility where that Apple box is produced. And it's, it's a, it's not a beautiful uh, production process. I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy, enjoy your beautiful Apple boxes. But, Um, so this industry has, has always just sort of existed kind of in the, in the, in the background, right? Like Mm -hmm. you knew it was there, but nobody really thought about it. Nobody really talked about it. Um, I was blessed to be able to give a TEDx talk. And, uh, I remember when I told my family, I was going to start this packaging podcast three years ago, my daughter who was nine at the time was like a packaging podcast. Like, what what are you going to talk about? (laughs) Uh, you put a label on a bottle and then you put the bottle in the box is that it? Is that all you're gonna talk about? Like, that's just kind of how we've always interacted with it. But recently with, with two things that have really occurred, one is uh, like climate change and sustainability has really started to impact, you know, plastics in the ocean and things like that, it all intersects with packaging. And that's been really coming up and bubbling to the surface over the last 10 to 15 years. And so we've started to see more importance in the industry, but lately with covid which I don't know if you guys are aware of, there's been this global pandemic for the last couple of years. It's really impacted a lot of people. Not many people have heard of it, but it certainly certainly hit me. Uh, But COVID has really shined a light on supply chain risk and supply chain problems. And for the first, I've been in packaging for 15 years. I was a buyer of packaging and then I got it. So I was in sourcing and then I got into sales. For the first time in the last 15 years, the, the manufacturer has the upper hand because of supply chain constraints. So we can go, like I, as a, as a, I'm a senior vice president of sales at a company called Myers Printing. And as the SVP of sales, I could go to our customers and say, hey, tough luck. We can't print your stuff. So uh, I guess you got to go. And, and, <laughs> and, and they have to come back to, or, I guess, or you could pay 50% more. And so when we see these inflationary pressures that are happening, a lot of that's just because everyone's just got to take it because you can't, you can't sell your product without the packaging on it. You can't sell you know, that vitamin bottle if it doesn't have a label on it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no way to actually buy it. Uh, you couldn't even put it in a bottle if you couldn't get the bottle. So all of, these, all of these pressures are being passed on. And what's happening is there's a lot of salespeople, especially in my industry, who are not leading that conversation with that empathy and compassion we talked about, because they can just go in and say, Hey, here's your 25% price increase. Congratulations. You get to do business with us. How good does that make you feel? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that makes me feel awful. And I don't like that at all because they've never been taught empathy. They've, they've never been taught compassion. They felt like the buyers were their enemies and now it's their turn. Vengeance is mine, saith the seller. Is what's going on right now, and I and I think it's I think it's a big problem. And 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 there'll be a reckoning for sure. You know when the supply chain flips, but for right now, that's what we're seeing a lot of that. I oh, covered this, a lot of ground there.
0: No, no, this this is so relevant and it's so mm-hmm. timely. And I want let's peel back this empathy and compassion just for a moment. You as the sales leader inside your organization. I'm a big believer that this all starts with you. How do you view empathy and compassion? Then how do you then impart this knowledge and Adam's wisdom when it comes around empathy and compassion down to your salespeople who then take it out to your clients? Would you be willing to share, please?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not really my wisdom. So, uh, you know, as I, I, I can't remember if I alluded to it or not, but I'm a, I'm an ordained pastor and so I still get to preach a lot. And so um, you know, my, my wisdom comes a lot from my faith. And so I would look at, there's a, there's a, a verse in the Bible that says that we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds and, and that we should consider others needs above our own. There's a very, like, it, it's very a part the servant leadership mentality is very much a part of my faith upbringing. And, and so taking that and translating that into the business world, what I really have encouraged all the people that I get to work with and the sales people that I get to serve on a daily basis is put yourself in their shoes. Like that's really where empathy starts. Surrender your own desires. You know, this could have been the person that has just put you through every single grueling RFP that you can possibly imagine. And, and they've just been a jerk to you. Do you want to continue that cycle of volatility? Or are you willing to take a step back and say, like, what does their job look like right now? What is it that they are going through? Because it's not just packaging; they're getting these problems. They're getting it from all angles. And you know what? Maybe, maybe they've had a really difficult time in isolation with COVID. Like, are you willing to surrender that? Put yourself in their position and say, how would I, how would I like to receive this news? Do I just want to get an email with the price increase? Do I just want to get a you know, get, get a, a letter in the mail that says, Hey, sorry, uh, your, your lead time on your packaging was five weeks and now it's 20 weeks. Is that, is that how you want to receive that news or, or do you want, do you want a personal touch to it? Mm -hmm. Do you want to know that that person has taken some time to think and and to even ask you about it, to partner with you and say like, we're here to journey with you through this process. Um, and so that's what I've really tried to encourage a lot of the salespeople that I get to serve. Um, to do. This is uh, <laughs> this this time is so
2: interesting because you think about you know if you've if you've been in in sales for any period of time, um, obviously you've been in that process where you've got transactional customers grinding you for price, right? And just you know, it's just brutal. And and I think there is, um, you know, there's finally this moment where some people are going, ha. <laughs> it's your turn, right? My
1: time has come.
2: <laughs> yeah, and um, you can do that. You can do that. Um, but that's a such a short term perspective because let's just be real. This is you know this situation we're gonna we're in right now is not gonna last forever. No. Um, and the tables will turn again. And when those tables turn back, are you gonna be known as the the provider that was a jerk to that person, or not even a jerk? I love it. I love, what you're saying about just like cold, cold as ice. Right. Or, um, I remember years ago working for a technology company when new product launch was in high demand. Um, there were all kinds of orders and very limited supply. I was kind of the middle man and, um, I was young in my career and I'll confess, like there were some times I just wanted to hide under my desk, like in the, in the fetal position and pretend the phone, uh, back then the fax machine wasn't ringing. And, um, You know, but you realize that even though those conversations are not fun, kind of exhausting. um, You know that they're not; it's not good news to deliver allocation news or price increase news or combination. That the reality is, the way you handle those things today are going to determine the level of relationships you have a year from now, ten years from now. Um, This empathy is is such an important thing. Um, I first I'm, first of all, I think this is so laser spot on right now to where we are in, in the world. And this isn't just the packaging industry. I mean, every industry has some supply chain issues, um, empathy, like here's the, here's the challenge I see, Adam, um, sales professionals, everybody's frazzled. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's been, it's been tough, right? It's been a tough Grind for now over two years as we're recording this. Everybody's frazzled. The buyers, you know, you don't have to scratch very low, low below the surface to find uh, raw emotions right now because we, we're just so drained. As a sales professional, and sales has been the same way. It's been so tough. Um, how how would you coach sales professionals to develop a reservoir? of empathy because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of our selling for the heart people intend to be empathetic and are naturally empathetic but I have a sense right now that the the gas tank's kind of running on fumes when it comes to to give a rip some days
1: Mm -hmm. and you got to dig deep so how do you do that yeah and I mean you know pardon the expression, but excuse me, gas is also expensive right now too. So (laughs) the the gas tank is, is, is empty, but it's also, it feels like it's a lot of work to fill it back up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it, I, I, I'm going to, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say like, how would I coach a a large group of salespeople? Because I think empathy requires being able to, to, like I said, kind of enter into that other person's journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think there's some practical ways that you can do it. So um, I, I, I get to be a, a student of gap selling um, is is kind of where I land. And I, Larry and I have connected over that as well. And mm-hmm. it's the thing that I really appreciated the most was like, hey, have the empathy to really do a robust discovery and, and to be able to tell somebody, hey, we're not actually a great fit for you right now based on your your line of questions. And as, as moving in from like a direct salesperson into this SVP role where I get pitched a lot of products, I find that a lot of reps, because maybe of that grind, it just feels like I just want to throw out my products as much as I can, because I've got a job to do. Mm -hmm. I've got numbers to hit and I don't want to take the time because empathy is hard. Like that gas tank is hard to fill up. It's hard work to do the research, to take the time to ask the questions and to get all the way down to the end of that and go, oh man, we're just not the right fit for you. And to have that kind of courage to say that, I think, requires a lot of a lot of that heartwork that you're talking about. Um, but but in order to get there, not just in a sales discovery call, I encourage people to have curiosity and empathy in their own life. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's it's really easy today to. Isolate yourself, put yourself in an echo chamber, and only listen to voices that agree with you, whether that's on social media or in your social circles. But man, you you can go get empathy by just seeking out people who are different than you, talking with them, engaging in relationships, having people over to your home. Our house is filled with all sorts of different people from different ethnicities. We go to a church with 31 ethnicities. I'm like the only white person in this church in Salt Lake City who gets to preach, like... We try to surround our family with different points of view. I t- I've taken my kids to India, um, and that's a, that's a privilege I know, but like get, surrounding yourselves with these, with, with different types of people with different viewpoints, I think can start to create a culture of empathy in your personal life, which can then carry over mm-hmm. into, into that. Now, if you don't live in a neighborhood where you can do that, an area you can do that, then seek out different authors, find different groups. Um, one thing, and I'll, I'll shut up here after this, but one thing that drives me a lot, and I think about this constantly, I really do, is that I am somebody else's heretic. Like that there are people in the world who think that what I believe and the way that I go about whether it's selling or my beliefs or how I'm raising my kids is like totally heretical. And so I wanna go forward in humility knowing that there's a subsection of people who believe that about me and they might be right. And and I need to, I need to learn with humility. I need to engage with empathy and I need to be fearlessly curious. That's a Keenan term, right? Like we need to be fearless in our curiosity about other people and not sitting back in isolated judgment. And I think when we can do that personally, and then if we engage as sales people, that's, that's that right within, right? Like we're going to be able to go win and lead with empathy because that's just how we are in our interpersonal lives. Got it. There was so much gold right there. I mean, you can continue if you want and, and really
0: drill down on that. But th- this is why connection and how you relate to people is so important. Mm-hmm. And it, it just I, I'm just oftentimes I have this whole phrase, you know, you got to slow down to sell faster. A shout out to Kevin Davis who wrote the book Slow Down, Sell Faster, you know, decades ago. But this is how people connect these days. And Here's the interesting point behind this, and, and I'll throw it out for, for conversation around this. All you need to do is go ask your clients. Mm. Go ask your clients what words they would use, right? What words right now would they use to describe that salesperson that they connect with at deep levels? Just share with me some of those words. I promise you this, everybody. It's going to be some of the words that Adam
1: Peak just used. That's, mm-hmm. that's a great word, Larry. I mean, it, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of talk about like, well, I don't really know. Like, how would I? That's a great practical step uh, that, yeah, go, go talk to your current customers and, and ask them. What was the exact question you said? Because I really liked it. I want to write it down. I would, I would just say, you know, go ask your customers right now. T- take just a handful of your, you
0: know, your, your customers that are near and dear to you, the ones that you have those, quote unquote, rock solid relationships with. And just ask them, you know, what words would you describe that salesperson that you connect with, right? Mm. Just give me those words. Mm -hmm. You know, share with me if you might, you know, that salesperson out there that you just get, you know, that brings that spark that's always there, that's always leaning in. What words would you use to describe? I promise you this. Words like genuine and real and heartfelt and sincere and caring. All these things are going to come to the forefront. Here's what I submit to everybody. Engage and really understand what that means. And then here's the best piece of advice I ever got. This is from my first business coach. Stop acting like a salesperson. right? Stop acting like a salesperson.
2: I think there's a... That's so that's excellent, Larry. And I'm really enjoying this conversation here today, Adam. I think it's extremely, extremely relevant. And I think one of the things that we might consider in in all of this, I mean, is just reframing this a little bit. In other words, supply chain issues, price increases, allocations, back orders, you know, all these things, to a sales professional, these can seem like a real hassle because they are. I mean, they're a hassle to your client hassle of sales rep, it's really easy just to send the email. It's really easy just to you know let the letter go out and not acknowledge it. Um, we can reframe this though as an opportunity. Uh, what happens when times are hard is what defines who we are when times are good. And if you look at this as an opportunity um, to reach out and display empathy and caring to your clients, I know those conversations aren't fun. I know those conversations are sometimes um, tense, but there is an opportunity to pick up the phone, jump on a Zoom call and, you know, and demonstrate empathy and say, I know this is hard right now. I'm, you know, I, I'm here for you. We're going to work, you know, we can we work together on this? What can we do, you know, and, and to show some empathy, this is an opportunity right now to build relational equity that can go with you for the next decade or more. Um, and like I know this looks like a terrible time in a lot of ways, but can we reframe this? How could we reframe this as an opportunity to build relational equity
1: in these interesting, you know, the supply chain moment? Yeah. I I love that term relational equity, Daryl. It's it's so I think it's often it's, it's not ignored because a lot of salespeople say, well, you know, I, people buy from people and people buy from me, you know, because they like me and you know, these kinds of things, but like real, like the, the idea of like, not just relationships, but like equity that has value, like is, is so critical and this, and, and I can't speak for every other industry though. I know a lot of them are going through it, but I can't speak for my industry. Um, And I put a post on LinkedIn uh, about this as well, that like, this should be the time that you have worked the most diligently, not just sent off the emails and said, like, I guess I'll we'll just count my orders when they come in. Cause I can't go prospect. I can't go do anything. We can't ship anything. What, what am I going to do? Because we we're on allocation with our suppliers. Like we start to get that, like that head trash that comes in. And instead like pouring into building up your own foundation, building up that relational equity having, taking the time to have the hard conversations, to come up with alternative solutions, to even recommend, I'll tell you this, I had recommend other, other suppliers. I have one of my closest, uh, business relationships is with a gentleman, excuse me, who we were running labels for him. And I called him one day, he's the owner of a company. And I was like, I gotta be honest with you. I don't think we're a really good fit for your, for your business. And he was like, oh, well, what, what do we do? And, and I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. This was probably seven or eight years ago. I said, I found a company in Denver, Colorado, which is near where they're at. Um, I'm going to make sure that they get your art files. I'm going to go do your press check for you at my competitor. And I want to make sure that these things run well, because I really believe in what you're doing so much so that I can tell you that I'm, wow. I'm, we're not the right people for you. I couldn't do it for everybody, but I really believed in what their mission was. I built up that relational equity. And I can't tell you how many people this guy has referred me to within his network, how oh, much business I've been able to run for him since then, as I've changed companies all because I just took some time to, to not take that short sighted quick, like, Hey, sorry, bud, take it or leave it. We can't do it, but that's what we can do. And then leave him out there on an Island trying to figure it out while his products can't sell. I took the time to care about him and that has paid dividends. If we're speaking in these financial terms, that has paid dividends <laughs> for me. Over the years, and I'm still only 41 years old. I mean, you know, there these relationships grow and grow and grow in their value and importance as you invest in them, um, even over and above your, your monthly commission check. Wow. Oh, d- d- just really quick, as we bring this to a close, is the, the, oh, I love this
0: because... You know, quite often, and I'm going to throw this out to sales leaders that are listening to this. I understand that there's numbers to hit and there's budget to hit. And I understand, you know, we're looking for training opportunities and we're looking for the tips and the tactics and so forth. But what we're talking about, this is people skill stuff. This mm. is relationship building stuff. These are the things that I promise you will 2x and 3x your growth. Yep. Yep. And, you know, Adam's alluded to it. People buy from people. We've heard that forever and a day. We've heard people buy from people they know, like, and trust. Those terms will be here for long after we're off this planet. Here's what I submit to you as sales leaders. Work with your sales people this year on developing Mm -hmm. their people skills and the relationship building skills and watch what starts happening to sales growth.
2: 100%. Adam, thanks for sharing time, man. this has been fantastic. How can people uh, get more Adam Peak in their life?
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> well, my kids laughed at the fact that I got set up a TikTok channel uh, six months ago. About- <laughs> I, uh, I've been shocked at that platform. I'm, as of today, uh, I've got uh, almost 13,000 people who follow me on TikTok. Wow! Uh, where it's... I just make short packaging videos. So that's at Packaging Pastor. If you want to connect up with me on 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 TikTok, right. uh, but it's really been a powerful place. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I post there once or twice a day. Uh, so you can find me there, Adam Peak. And then I host uh, I host the People of Packaging podcast. Uh, it's we're at about. Uh, episode as of this recording like 122 so uh, that's awesome. really been growing um, and then yeah I don't know uh, lots of, i do a lot of work uh, with the uh, gap selling training uh, with Keenan and then also at myers printing uh, I have five kids and one wife and a rap song on iTunes
2: Well, there you go. (laughs) Lots of ways to connect. Hey, we'll see you on TikTok. This is going to be fantastic. Adam, thanks for sharing. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you.
1: Daryl, Larry, thank you so much. Appreciate Uh, it.
0: My pleasure. Wow, Daryl, that was good. That was one terrific conversation.
1: The
2: opportunity right now to build relational equity is phenomenal. And uh, these are hard conversations to have with, especially the people you're having to say, No to or wait longer to, uh, these are hard conversations to have, but to have them in the right way, uh, you know, long after, uh, this supply chain thing, you know, someday I, we've, we've all been around enough to know that what goes around like this, this is, this is going to move on. What are you going to do in this season to demonstrate empathy and build relational equity? So really great opportunity.
0: People will remember how you make them feel. I promise you this, your clients remember how you treated them. Every interaction, every email, every phone conversation, they will remember.
2: Or lack thereof, right? Exactly. Or lack thereof. Yeah, this is uh, this is good. And this is the time to do the hard work, which is the heart work. If you want um, some guidance on that, take a deeper dive in the Selling for the Heart Masterclass Join us in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group, a community of like-hearted sales professionals. All of this is aiming towards helping us, us develop the skills that are going to uh, result in empathy, going to result in authentic relationships, going to result in the the types of, of doing business in a way that is going to be sustainable, that's going to be uh, enjoyable, and going to be highly rewarding. And uh, Larry, I'm so excited to get to be a part of this movement with you. Thank you to everybody out there who's leaving reviews. Everybody who is sharing uh, the podcast, and uh, I'm just so so grateful for all of what's going on out there to bring authenticity to the sales profession. Larry, it's exciting. It, it it's so exciting. And
0: and who and who would have thought, right, Daryl? You got. I love Adam Peak. Who would have thought we would have a wrapping packaging pastor on selling <laughs> from the heart podcast.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you never know what you're going to get. So make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, (laughs) and uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, show empathy to build relational equity, and most of all, sell from the heart.
1: Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.